The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast, a member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. Joining me today is Sal Sura, who is the Director of SEO and Content at Seamless AI, which drives and delivers the world's best sales leads by maximizing revenue, increasing sales, and acquiring your total addressable market instantly using AI. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Yesterday, Sal and I talked about optimizing big websites with structured templates. Today, we're going to continue our conversation by discussing misconceptions around effectively tracking SEO. Okay, here's my conversation with Sal Sura, the Director of SEO and Content at Seamless.ai. Sal, welcome to the Voice of Search podcast. Thanks, Jordan. Happy to be here. So yesterday was a was a pretty fun day. We we covered not just you know the fact that templates are a key backbone to the evolution of a website, but we talked about you know where templates kind of fall short when you don't maintain them or keep them up to speed. How content plays a role in how you leverage templates. But today we're going into data, and I want to kind of start with maybe something that. I believe is a misconception that's happened over the last 12 to 18 months. And that is that the tracking tools we have and the data and insights we have are adequately representing the market. And I mean this specifically because you're coming from a very unique space, Sal, right? You're coming from the AI space. And what people in Google are doing right now when it comes to AI is searching in a whole new way. And here's what I mean. There used to be situations where people would go to Google and be like, what is this Excel function? Now they're not doing that. They're saying, can AI do this Excel function for me? It's changing the whole habit, but it's also changing the landscape of keywords. I'm kind of curious to get your take on how you all at Seamless 
are dealing with the fact that there's a whole new class of keywords, many of which we don't have any data for. That's a great question. Yeah, we're we're right now exploring a lot of different industries and, and topics within our space because we do see, you know, now uh, speaking to specific roles, uh, speaking to specific segments has become so much more beneficial than speaking to the broader evergreen. You know, it used to be, you know, very much everybody wanted evergreen content. I want to rank number one for this keyword. What we find nowadays, there's so much segmentation and so much personalization and also like things like Google discovery. People can find things like you're searching through a certain topic. Now Google's going to automatically surface things around that topic for you. Uh, so being able to just write uh, within a topic versus specific keywords is so much more beneficial. Uh, you capture more of the audience. You get more longer tail. Uh, so we find right now the old theory or thinking about just individual specific keywords or broad terms is very much not the main strategy you'd want to be going for. Sure, it's great, get those volume keywords, but often those volume keywords may not be as high quality traffic. I'd rather have somebody coming in on longer tail or off through discovery uh, because they're actually interested in that topic or that particular subject matter and coming in and engaging and reading it versus somebody who you know just happened to click a link because they did this search and you're at the top of that search list. Another thing that we found interesting too right now, things like Bing already incorporated AI. They have the Bing chat already integrated into search. But how much are people, you know, using that and and how much are those conversational type searches going to continue to grow and mature within the search space? What was interesting over the last year, Bing has had chat GPT integrated into the search for about a year now. It only increased their market share by about 1%, which was something I found interesting because how much appetite do people still have? do they have for that in search right now? But, and how much will that grow as this younger generation continues to mature and their dependence on it versus some of the older generations that might still be, like you said, thinking on the older keywords or older terms, and they may not be as inclined to use AI or to, you know, go for those types of searches. So I suspect over the next few years, we're going to see an evolution within this data. Google's still keeping Google search experience into labs for now, which is a very, um, I'm sure it's because of data collection. So they want to continue to refine that and continue to perfect it because uh, I think people's search habits are definitely changing and especially in the younger audiences, whereas it's still probably going to be, we'll see this evolution over the next few years of how AI continues to integrate into things like search and how people are going to use them in their daily lives. 100%. I mean, I think that that's the crazy thing about the data and, and where things are going is that the misconception lies in the fact that we assume what consumers are going to do. Yes. And that's just not true, right? Like it's not, like we don't know how consumers are going to go, but what we can best do is continue to adapt, continue to be progressive, continue to try not to force the consumer into what, what we think is, is the standard, but support them in terms of what they're looking for and how they're going to kind of consume content. Well, yeah, we kept hearing for years, the, the home assistants. Uh, I know for years I've been hearing voice search, voice search for years. Oh, these home assistants. I mean, every year we hear about more adoption, you know, every Christmas, more homes are getting home assistants and voice searches on the rise, but voice search is still even a bigger black box. We, we don't have any data around voice search. We don't have any data around what people are using in those AI assistants. I would love to see some sort of data around what people keywords or what conversational 
data and inputs we're getting from those AI assistants, uh, the home assistants, which have been out for years, and yet it's still very sparse and we don't really know too much about how voice search is even progressing along. So I'm excited to see where AI goes, but yeah, at the same time, it's still very much, uh, which is why I think, uh, getting back to the topic there, writing for topics, creating content based around topics. Google has has been harping on this. There was an article out a couple of weeks ago. I, I wish I can remember the name of it right now, but they were also going through some of Google's fact finding and patents. And they were, you know, really diving into Google's obsessity with, with topics. And it's not just about keywords right now, but how do those keywords fit in with those topics and what other keywords are, are in that bucket. And so really, if you're writing content around a topic or subject, the keywords and stuff will automatically start to integrate and flow. You don't have to really think about it as much if you're, if you're writing for the topic and not just going after a specific keyword. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing is that like point and shoot mentality around SEO is gone, right? Build one page for one keyword that that's like really radically gone. Yeah. And and it's not coming back with the AI world. So to your point earlier about the questions and how we're refining questions, like clearly SGE may not be here to stay in its in its current state, but the components of what it does will likely evolve into the search engine, right? So one of the things that, that I'm curious to get your perspective is you have this huge advantage working inside of an AI company. So you get to see things that you all are building for your customers. Are there any ideas that you've gotten out of that to better track SEO success? The confidence scoring, I, I think, is a really interesting component uh, within our tools. What we do is not only go out and get this data, but then we use AI to help construct a confidence score about how much we believe in that data. So we use AI to help us even determine how valid or uh, useful that information is. And so being able to, and I, uh, again, I don't know all the logistics of it. I'm not uh, the backend engineers, but it's very uh, powerful stuff that they're applying to the data to allow it to understand how it fits in in that larger ecosphere and say, okay, that phone number, we can give you a 90, you know, whatever percent confidence that AI score, that that is the phone number that's going to reach that contact. Or, you know, this is the right LinkedIn address uh, user for that. You know, you're typing in a name, maybe you're looking for uh, a CEO or, or uh, a CFO for some company and you want to make sure you got the, is this the right person? You see that person's name and it's John Smith. And it's like, wow, is this the right John Smith? Am I contacting the right person? Right. Well, we can use AI to help us determine if that is the correct one based off of some parameters. And I could see, you know, things like that are really helpful to where, you know, if you're building, you know, maybe a doing some keyword research and you've got this big you know, set of keywords, uh, you can almost use AI to help give you some scoring about which ones might be more effective based off of other competitor data. So really looking at like AI to help you attribute and uh, filter your data is an extremely good way uh, that I see AI being used today. Obviously, everybody knows about the writers and, oh, you can use AI to write and create and it can generate images, you know, which is great. But I love using uh, AI to help give you more confidence. Yeah, I, I would say confidence in what you're seeing, like helping you to understand that data more and being able to manipulate and filter it, I think is a, is a great way that AI is being used today. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. 
You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Awesome. And so like lastly, you know, for our listeners, and just this theme around tracking and measuring SEO, you know, there's obviously the, the most critical KPIs in our business, traffic that leads into, you know, leads or, or sales or revenue or what have you, right? I mean, the, the whole point of us having SEO roles is to generate some sort of business outcome, right? And those are typically the ones that, you know, especially if you're junior in your SEO career, you, you may not be as aware or as familiar with them, but you, you quickly learn that that's how your job and your work is going to be measured. But there's all this work on understanding what's happening before dollars come in. And that is, you know, rank tracking, search volume, keyword clustering, trend analysis. There's a million other things that people look at. Click-through rate, to name a few that exist in Google Search Console. Mm -hmm. And so, like, Sal, tell me, like, what are the misconceptions about all those KPIs before you get to dollars? And what are the ones that matter most? Love it. Uh, yeah, so for me, definitely a lot of misconceptions around what's important. I mean, like I said earlier, uh, if you listened to the, the, the podcast uh, the day before, uh, I was talking about, you know, some of the rankings can be glamour metrics. You know, it's great. I could pull up some keywords like, look, I'm number one for this keyword, but there's no volume for it. Like we're not getting any traffic for it. Mm -hmm. It's nice to show people like, look, we're ranking number one. It's great for my boss. You know, I can, I can show C-suite or other people like, hey, look, we're, we're doing you know great with these keywords and we're ranking well, but if they're not generating you traffic at the end of the day, you know, what's the value of that? So it's nice to have rankings and it's nice to show progression. But some of the metrics I really love to look at again, I, I love going back to Google search console because it's great getting it from the source impressions. Impressions to me is one of the leading indicators if the content's going to do well or not. If if I see something getting impressions, I'm like, okay, that's that's got potential. Right. It's got traction. It's getting impressions. Cuz that's the first thing. Is is Google even serving it up? <laughs> and so if you're not if something's not getting any impressions, that's usually a bad sign. You need to go work on the quality, you got to maybe refresh it, maybe even get rid of it. <laughs> I have no problem getting rid of bad content. I will consolidate, just archive bad content all day. If it's not getting any impressions, it's not doing anything. If Google can't find anybody that it could serve up that piece of content to, there's something wrong with that content. So I look at impressions first. Impressions to me are a big indicator of if 
there's any value in that content at all. Because if it is, Google will find somebody to serve it up to. So looking at those impressions, and I love looking at the impression trends. Give me, you know, compared to the last 28, give me the last, you know, six months. Like, how is this content doing? Has it been getting better over the last three months, over the last month, over the last six months? Is it getting worse? And then is it because of volume? Maybe it's seasonality. Maybe there are certain times of the year it has more volume than others. That's fine. But I want to understand why are the impressions fluctuating on that content? Because to me, you're not going to get clicks without impressions. Right. Like that's where everything starts is the impressions. So if you can get those impressions, now you've got an opportunity for clicks. That's what we're ultimately trying to drive for is give me clicks. Give me the clicks to the website. Uh, So I love looking at the impressions to give me some idea and then clicks obviously is the next important thing to me because that's coming from the source and you're getting the keywords with it. So there's no other place you're going to get that kind of granular data about your content. So I tell people all the time, go to Google Search Console. And not only that, Google Search Console only gives you a piece of the data. You're not getting the full data. You have to export that data into Looker. I know people love using Google Search Console, but my biggest tip for people is get that data out of Google Search Console. Get that into Looker export it into Excel sheets, whatever you need to do, but you get more data and you get better data if you take it out of Google Search Console. So my advice to people is definitely export, use Looker. Looker is a phenomenal free tool from Google that you could get all your data from Google Analytics, Google Search Console, all into one place, have it all there for you. It's it's really great to dive into. So yeah, I, I love looking at those two things. Outside of that, for me, it's that engagement on site because I love getting any clicks I can. Traffic is great at any level to a website, but quality traffic really is so much more beneficial. I'd rather have, you know, one click that does something or or engages than 10 clicks that just came in and bounced and didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not necessarily, I know with SEO, a lot of times people want those hot topics. They want that, you know, all that volume and I want all that search traffic. It, it's not necessary unless you're on an impression-based model. Uh, like I was at Motor Trend, we were on impression-based advertising, which it was all about just traffic to the website. We didn't care if they engaged with anything, which in those cases, yeah, get as much traffic as you can to those pages. If you're making money off of each impression, get as many of those traffic as you can. But if you're, if you're working for like a SaaS product like myself and you need them to actually do something or engage, then it's about quality traffic. So for me, I'm looking at engagement. It's those bounce rates. It's that time on site. It's pages per visit because I really want them to engage. And if they're not, I'll go to my product team. I'll go to my designers. I'll go to my crow team. I'm going to ask them, what can we do to improve? Because it will have that secondary benefit on rankings and traffic that I know Google will love. I love it. And that's a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voices Search Podcast. A huge thank you to Sal Sura, the Director of SEO and Content at Seamless.ai, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Sal, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website, Seamless.ai. Okay. Thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. 
If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. Music.